0: me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my one. Let me lead you into it. Let
1: me
2: take you into the mind of a woman who is mad. Hi, and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your guide Kinsey.
0: I'm your guide Donna.
1: I'm your guide adrian or connor I, I i just had a moment of identity crisis <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ultra guy debbie said
2: she had to catch a train and but it'll be fine it'll be fine
1: she's got a new job
2: yeah all right so this week we talked about and it's going to be so weird saying this the academy award-winning film parasite from 2019 so let's go around if you have you seen this before did you like it did you not like it
0: um, I had not seen it before. Um, I did. I enjoyed it very much. I don't know if I've got it yet, but I enjoyed it. This was actually
1: the last movie I saw in the theater before lockdown. Um, and I really liked it then. And I really liked it again.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I've seen it before. did not see it in the theater. But yeah, it, yeah I, I liked it then and i i liked it now like and yeah so i've basically we'll probably be jumping into spoiler territory really fast on this so mm-hmm. uh that's your warning if you haven't seen it and uh, if you haven't seen it pause us hulu's got it to stream and they'll, they'll they'll take care of you now for those of you that don't know what parasite is about it uh, according to our good good buddies at imdb they say greed and class discrimination threaten the newly formed symbiotic relationship between the wealthy Park family and the destitute Kim clan. That's um pretty good, yeah.
1: That's actually yeah. probably the best one I've ever seen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not wrong,
1: it's not wrong, and it's also um fine, yeah. Like, I don't have any particular problem with it,
2: yeah. No, I, I don't either. It's like hmm, that's.
0: That's really good. All right. So uh let's uh let's dive into this. Okay. So um as I mentioned when we did audition, I um am I, I never expected to enjoy a movie with subtitles just because of the way I consume media. Um and no, it had my attention the whole time. I um I enjoyed this movie very much.
2: Well and I love that that's what's so groundbreaking about it. And that's another reason why I mentioned that it did win an Academy Award because you don't see films like this winning, you know, yeah. you don't, it's, it's not a, because it is a thriller. Like, I mean, it is a dark comedy and it is a thriller and yeah.
0: Also like audition up until like the last third of the movie, it's not a horror movie. No. No. Uh-uh. And there's, there's not even really a lot of tension being built. You know, there's some tension about, Oh, are they going to get caught? But there's not really a lot of tension. And then things start going bad and it, it happens fast.
2: I know. I love that turn. Oh my gosh. Like, Oh, and I, I had forgotten about how fast that turn happens. And you're just like, Holy shit.
1: One of the things that I really like about this movie is how it's, visually telling you everything that's happening like you, know, you talk about how fast the movie goes off the rails and um visually speaking I think that you can see that that's like it's such a slower decline than it feels like in the last bit you see all of these things happening slower than they seem to happen in the storyline so for instance whenever they the family is stuck in the house under the couch after they've had their they're honestly fairly tame night of debauchery in somebody else's house <laughs> um uh we we have mr kim just getting like you see him feeling so low whenever they the kim family is trapped under the couch or the tables as the park family are watching the little uh die song outside um
0: and having fairly um and, and having a feel obsession
1: yeah <laughs> You see him just like dissolving inside when they talk about his smell. Um, And then you have the rain and just like the visual cues of that scene are so all of it. And it's all downhill. Every time they leave that house, they're going down. And so in that rain scene, when they're all just, just running downhill and all of the water and that moment when, um, is it kiwu or kaiwu
2: i think it's kiwu yeah
1: just stops and is looking down at his feet and you see all the water rushing past and as he's figuring out like what must be happening right now and then the next morning there when the the rich family wakes up and they look at the sun and they smile and they start planning a fucking garden party like Maybe some of this is like just some, some cultural ignorance on my part, but do they not know what's happened? Do they not know? Is there no like news source saying, hey, there's been a flood?
2: I think they're trying to say they don't care.
1: I, I, that's what i figured too i just wanted to make sure <laughs> um yeah. because like there is no awareness on their part at all they're just like hey we're having a party show up do this stuff while these people are literally in a shelter because they have no how like where they live is fucked
0: mr kim great actor really great actor but when it's so good i don't remember if it was mr park or mrs park made the comment that, you know, the rain had just cleaned the air and just the look on his face was like...
2: He does silent rage so good in this movie because you see it early on with the pizza boxes. And uh when they're talking about you didn't fold these correctly and they basically, his family all looks at him because a fourth of the the money that they don't get at the beginning is because of him and what he did. And you just see that silent rage and it builds throughout the whole film and it's just oh man
1: yeah so i like i just i think that while the 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 climax of this movie does seem to go fast and just shit hits the fan at lightning speed it or it appears to i think that the movie does such the, the, the movie the actors like every piece of this film does such a fantastic job of showing you how slow this build has actually been, which is just a really really like I don't know man I love this movie. I love this movie so much like it is such a good summation of like of of the, what it's like to to be poor like I feel like I'm sorry I'm going off that I'm, I'm going off on a tangent
2: <laughs> That is okay it. go for it.
1: Um, you know, you see in this family, in, in the in the Kims, that they're not like they're not lazy. They 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 want they like they 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 are willing to work. Like they are happy to take whatever they can get. Um, they're also they're clever. Like they're smart. They are they're ready to do what they need to do, and they would happily be in league like legal jobs right now. Um. And, and so I like. I just think that this one of the things that I love about this movie is how it doesn't villainize them.
2: No, really
1: even does. even when they're doing really bad things, it's like, well, what else are they gonna do? What options do they have?
0: Conversely, I real because it would have been so easy to make the Park family assholes. It would have been really easy to make them just complete elitist snobs. Uh, and, and instead, they were. Really pretty nice. They were, you know, nice. They were likable people.
2: They were likable, but they were definitely clueless.
0: It would have been real easy to make them, you know, horrible, rich assholes. And they weren't. They were just kind of oblivious. Yeah. i started to go read some analysis of this movie so that I could be smart while discussing it. And I decided not to do that. So you were just getting my raw takes instead of anything that I read. One of the things I was fascinated about almost from the beginning, and we already mentioned about it with down, down, down was the, the poor family was always going down. The rich family was always going up. So whenever there were stairs, if it was the poor family, you were looking down the stairs. If it was the rich family, you were looking up the stairs. Um, so they, they just kept hitting those beats of, you know, the rich family is up. The poor family is down. Um, Visually, again, you know, when the the housekeeper got fired, she's walking down that long ramp. So it's, um, they really hit those um, visual cues of up versus down again and again and again. And I thought that was fascinating. And then, of course, to go back to the flood, shit rolls downhill. Yeah.
1: This is a difficult movie to talk about because I think we all liked it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's the... We're not disagreeing on different parts? No. Well,
0: <laughs> I, have, I have a thing. All right. How about um, Indians? Oh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, if you'll note, the things that were said about Indians were only ever said by the rich family.
2: Yeah, that's true. With the
1: implication that they really have no fucking idea.
2: They were only said about them and they were all and they were only heard, which you can I can say you can jump to the conclusion. They were heard by another rich family who was friends with a rich family in America because they were the rich family was pretty obsessed with Americans because that's why the sister they liked because she had went to America and studied art. They liked that about her. The daughter, they were wanting her to learn English so it's pretty easy to make that jump
1: i have a question Mm -hmm. that actually i suppose i could have googled before this (laughs) is it common to just in south korea to just give people american names
0: let's let's hit the googles yeah oh well korea american names is one of the first things that types comes up
2: but I think that can also be pointed out. It was only the the wealthy family that did that.
0: So I'm reading this article about Starbucks in Korea. And in a Korean Starbucks, the baristas name tags nearly all have names like Sally or Ryan. Um, it turns out to have come down from corporate Starbucks staff are required to have nicknames. Um Uh, There's another large company that decided all employees would go by English nicknames. Companies in English education, tourism, trade, or other globally focused industries typically have English nicknames.
2: So it's like what they're doing with call centers.
0: Yeah. And then they go on to say they want to accommodate foreign business partners who can't decipher between Lee Ji Young and Lee Ji Young. So, uh, So apparently it's not unheard of for Koreans to have American nicknames. So, um, (laughs) so one of my favorite quotes, um, that I didn't put up for quote, I just really loved it came at the beginning, which was, wow, does Oxford have a major in document forgery? Your sister would be at the top of the list, top of the class.
1: (laughs) She's really good. And that's one of the things is like the skills that she has are not like, um, they're not easy to get skills. Like, as somebody who has worked in Photoshop, like, that's you need to know how to do that. You need to be able, to, you, you need to be familiar with the tools and understand what you're doing. And, uh, and the other problem with that is, is that if you don't have your certificates or your degrees or something, nobody's ever going to hire you for it. Like, if you are self taught, it's really, really hard to get a job doing that.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, the brother, uh, Kiwu, uh, he clearly had, you know, skills. He was good enough at English to tutor a a rich child. (laughs) I've got to compliment Chung Sook, um, the the Kim mom who um, had never heard of Ramdan and yet whipped up a bowl of it that was apparently good enough to devour um, with eight minutes warning. So good on you, Mrs. Kim.
1: That mom is just... She is so like I, I I love her 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 ability to like be calm in most situations and like get done what needs to be done is so good. Not with the pizza boxes, with the pizza boxes she was just pissed. Um, but you know for the rest of the movie, like she is just so great.
0: Well, and, you know she she could have a movie about her just her she she was shot put apparently she meddled in shot put at some point and um you know she she i just liked her and boy did she go mama bear that was that was something else i loved about this movie by the way is the 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 kim family were clearly devoted to each other yeah okay um just devoted and and i liked that very much um when when um, Ki-jung got hurt, their pretense just dropped. Like, we are not playing this game anymore. Yeah. And uh, I, I, again, it would have been so easy to make them villainous. But I'm,
1: You see that all the time. Like, in most movies, unless it's a drama or a dramedy about some poor people trying to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, you get poor families that are villainized all the time. I mean deliverance is basically a movie about that Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) like it's so good to see them not be that (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. well and and when things start to go south they never blame each other you know what i mean like that it's they just they adjust you know they they really are they're devoted they love each other because the trope is with a poor family and i'm doing air quotes here one of them is going to be you know everyone's expendable. yeah uh, or sell, well there'll be a sellout but then there'll be one that's like that's done time and he's the one that like everyone's afraid of and they all uh you know they listen to him and you cut all ties when things go bad and He's a little bit angry. I don't know why I'm doing this particular voice, but that's that's his voice. It it works. It works. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's usually that's the trope, is Mm -hmm. that you're going to have one that's a little soft, that's new to the lifestyle. Then you're going to that they've kind of protected the one that's that's going to get out. And then you're going to have you're going to have the the one that's been in prison and then you'll have the sellout.
1: You do kind of see that reflected. You've got like Jessica, who they all agree belongs somewhere else. I wish that I could remember their names more, but they call them by these American names so much more often. And I'm a little bit mad about that.
2: I think that's part of this film too, is that you're, you know, you're, you spend so much time in the park house, you're wiping away who, who the Kim clan really is, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and you can like, I think the um the the madam Mrs. Park she gives Kevin his name she just says oh we'll call him Kevin like off the top of her head and then he names Jessica and then I think the dad gets to stay Mr Kim yeah and I legitimately do not even know what the mom's name ends up being well
2: no, since I- since she comes in last I I don't think we hear a lot of uh madam did call her sis a lot which i i i like that because you see it with the original housekeeper when she's trying to bargain Mm -hmm. with with the mom like well sis we're the same blah 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 and then you know a couple couple minutes later you hear madam say well sis you know what i'm talking about i'm like oh okay yeah
1: um one of the things that i noticed that I kind of just realized as we were talking about this stuff is how the Kim clan all knows each other. The parents know their kids friends. When Min comes in, the parents all know him. They both know who he is. They're familiar with him. They speak to him. He speaks to them. Like they're comfortable with each other, but the park clan, they don't even seem to realize that their daughter wants to fuck the English tutor. (laughs) Like she's so thirsty and she's like, should we call Kevin? I'll call Kevin. Can we invite Kevin? And the parents are like, oh, okay, that sounds like a good idea. And it's like, if your teenager is say is asking if they can stay home and study, um, <laughs> you should look into that. I'm not saying you should stop it or whatever, but you should be aware of what is happening in that
2: moment. Just know your kid.
1: That's- Just know your kid. Like, the, these parents don't seem to know who their children really are. It's like they form these ideas of who their kids are. Like Mm -hmm. this idea of uh, Daisong. Yeah. As this like tortured artist at seven, as the owner of a seven-year-old. I love her and she's amazing. And man, she's funny and she has a personality, but it's not that deep. (laughs) Like I'm not saying her personality is not that deep. Her personality is deep. I'm saying like, You don't have, I don't think tortured artists exist at seven.
2: Well, it also goes that they're already deciding what their children are going to be. Mm -hmm. That, you know, they've made up their mind with the daughter that she, she is going to study abroad. She's going to America. So that's why she's got to know English. And with Song, that they've made up their mind that he is going to be a tortured artist, that he's, this is, this is what he's, he's going to do they're not letting their children be who they really are
1: but yeah so these these parents they just don't know their kids they like they have no awareness of what's happening with their children really um, which I think is like they, they have no awareness of what's happening with their children they have no awareness of what's happening with their house um, that there's a whole other person living in it
0: yeah how about yeah so so the little boy saw the guy living in the basement and it traumatized him. I mean, not inappropriately. That would be traumatizing, um, and that um, it seems like such a significant event to me. But I don't. I don't feel like the film ran with it. Well, outside that, of his reaction when he saw the same guy again, that was that was pretty good.
2: Well, the that event is what I think leads him because the mom mentions early on when, with his art mentions that basically he's had a trauma you don't find out what that trauma is until after we know what it, the audience knows what it is but she's already mentioned that and i think that sets up basically because he's had this trauma how they treat him that they uh, that it's a lot more loosey-goosey i guess if you will for lack of a better better phrase
1: well she says that to um to mrs Kim she 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 um she says as much when uh with the ramdon where she is saying like oh you probably think it's weird that we're like bowing to his whims but it's not that he spoils um and then that's when she explains what the the trauma was but also i think that, that 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 him seeing the man in the basement is probably what allowed most of this movie to happen because uh, jessica is such a good cold reader that she's able to pick up on something. And it's easy because there's no, um, I mean, we're talking about a seven-year-old. He doesn't have a long history to choose from. So when she says, did something happen to him in first grade? I don't actually know what the grades are in South Korea, um, but she's got a pretty good shot of getting it right. Like assuming that they have kindergarten you've got a 50, 50 chance there. Um, and, and so her being able to pinpoint that something happens. Um, and at that point, she'd also been talking to the kid and we don't know what he said to her, but so he could have said anything like something happened last year or last year I got scared or whatever, you know? And, um, and so, but, but her being able to pinpoint that, to say, oh, did something happen? Really, really builds in that trust very quickly for these people. Like, you know, um, the um, blah. Why does my brain just shut down?
2: Well, the trust and and also, as you were saying about Jessica, they see such a difference in his behavior just that hour or however long that they're together when she's doing her first Interview class with him. Mm-hmm. Like the, because you see how he was when Kevin's there, and then when Jessica first arrives, you see how he is. And then it's a light switch of a moment from, uh, from when Mr. Park gets home mm-hmm. to how he is, you know, how, how Dae Song is.
1: Yeah. But so I think that events is what makes any like the rest of this movie able to happen. Um, it's what sort of elevates Jessica for them.
0: True. I, yeah, I agree with that. I was just reading about scholars' stones. Um, apparently they have a long history in East Asia. Um, they became a fixture of Korean society during the Joseon dynasty. Um, and they are, they are known as scholars' rocks. The English name is scholars' rocks. That scholar rock that uh, Ki-woo started just carrying around with him and then ended up getting brained by. Didn't men tell them that it would bring prosperity to the family? It did. Men did say that. Yeah. So that didn't work out. That that didn't work out for the it family. It did. For a little while. It was kind of a monkey's paw kind of situation. Um,
2: yeah, because you see the mom early on washing the rock. Like when I think uh, when he's leaving for his interview, like the mom's outside washing the rock.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then they ended up putting it in like some sort of water fixture.
2: Well, it was outside. I thought, I thought it was in a river. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Basically he was letting it go for lack Mm -hmm. of a a better phrase. All right, Donna, you mentioned it a second ago. Do we want to talk
0: about the gentleman in the basement? We do. We do want to talk about the gentleman in the basement because that was such a delightful surprise. Um, I actually want to know more about the architect that designed this house. Um he's like he's like one of these characters that exists in the movie, but you never actually see him. so he built this this gorgeous house with this basement with a bunker in it and um and the old housekeeper's husband lived there for four years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the family never knowing that's just amazing that's just amazing um but yeah, he um you know, and he was talking about avoiding debt collectors, so um well, it was loan sharks that was the the debt collectors was yeah yeah yeah
2: uh it was a little bit different because they're they're with the kims are with them and then when they say you know they're they'll they'll break he'll they'll take his fingers oh uh and the mom is like no you mean loan she's like oh you mean loan sharks like they were right there and then when she said that that's when it's like no 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 no
0: you know, those two families were so close to bonding and working together and think of the force they could have been if they would have worked together and then everything went to shit, which might actually be a statement on society that if the poor people would work together, they could get shit done. I don't know.
1: Well, I have a I have a thing pulled up here. If you from it's, it's on the wiki page, it's got uh, some good cited sources. Which is not the word that I was looking for, but whatever. <laughs> it works. The, so I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just kind of pick out some highlights here, real quick. The main themes of Parasite are class conflict, social inequality, and wealth disparity. Film critics and Bong Jun Ho himself have considered the film as a reflection of late stage capitalism, and some have associated, w- associated it with the term Hell Joseon a satirical phrase that describes how living in hell would be exactly like living in modern South Korea. Hmm. Um, blah, blah, blah. Not blah, blah, blah. This is all very interesting and people should check it out if they want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is big spoilers for the ending, but according to Bong, the ending implies that ki will not be able to earn the funds needed to buy the house as the final shot shows ki still in the basement flat and recalls the first scene. He described the shot as a quote, surefire kill. Referring to a coup de gras to ensure death. The ending song refers to Kiwu working to make money to get the house. Choi Wu Sheik estimated that it would take approximately 564 years for Kiwu to earn enough money to purchase the house. Nevertheless, he was optimistic. I'm pretty sure Kiwu is one of those bright kids. He'll come up with the with some idea and he would just go into the German family's house, and I think he will rescue his father. However, According to many interpretations, this dream subscribes to a bootstrapping mentality and is unlikely to be achieved. Furthermore, it does not address the fundamental problem at hand. Even in his fantasy scenario, Kai would still be contained in the house by a legal system that would seek his prosecution and imprisonment. The forces that created and upheld the Kim's family separation would not be undone, merely adapted to. Critics have also considered themes of colonialism and imperialism. According to Joo Hyun Park, the film plays out within the capitalist economic order inaugurated and upheld in Korea by colonial occupation, and the use of English language in the film denotes prestige within that economic system. The Park family's son, Dai Song, is obsessed with Indians and owns Native American-themed toys and inauthentic replicas. Bong has noted that the Native Americans have a very complicated and long deep history, but in this family, that story is reduced to a young boy's hobby and decoration. That's what happens in our current time. The context and meaning behind these actual things only exists as a surface level thing. Wow.
2: So wow. what they're saying is, what what, what we're learning is everything, was, everything had a purpose and why, mm-hmm. and the fact that they made a men- mention on... When they're talking about that, that he learned it from the Boy Scouts. The Boy Scouts are notorious for perpetuating that stereotype of, you know, every every native is uh, every indigenous person is uh, like the Plains tribes were with yeah. with the war bonnets and everything. So I see you, I see you, Boone. I'm I'm here for it.
1: Also, the um, the very purposeful appropriation. Hmm. Um. I think is important.
2: Yeah. Cause those are definitely chicken feathers on that war bonnet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't disrespect the chicken, man.
2: Just
1: the wrong feathers, man.
0: Yeah. Fair. Um, so I, it's not our
2: poll question, but I did, I did want to bring this up. So how many times do we think the Kim fam family has done this, that they have all gotten jobs with, uh, like they've done with the Park Clan.
0: Until you asked that question, I had assumed this is the first time they did it. But as soon as you asked that question, it occurred to me just how good they were at it. I mean, they they had the grift figured out, um which makes me think this wasn't the first time.
1: I just had a realization. I think so. When they're doing the pizza boxes and they're having the, and, and they're getting into the fight. I just realized, like, is the mom actually that's um, – is she actually fucking anything up or is that part of the plan? Because she's be, she's being very, like, kind of um, chomping at the bit. Like, she's angry whenever the girl's like, I can only pay you part of it because these pizza boxes are messed up. And, and then the son comes in and is very soothing. Kibu comes in and is like, hey – it's fine. We'll take the, we'll take the pay cut. And, uh, and and again, like just another example of them being really good at cold reading. He's like, somebody's missing. You guys are short staffed. Let me come in and let me take the job. Um, but then, but, but but then I just realized that that's the only time that the mom really kind of loses her chill. We even see in the scene when they're, when they're getting drunk in the house, when Mr. Kim, you know, smacks the things off the table and like grabs her, like he's going to hurt her. And then is like, I was kidding. Ha ha ha. I got you. And the mom still maintains that chill Mm -hmm. um, and seems to act as if she was playing into the role a little bit, kind of until she says, of course you were kidding because if you weren't, I'd kill you. (laughs) Um,
2: Which we see her kill someone
1: later on with again i want to point out an amazing amount of fucking chill (laughs) like like she's not remorseful i'm sure she's angry but it's a very quiet anger like this is just you you hurt my kid i'm sorry you gotta go down now
2: well and even can't have it here you go yeah even at the end with the letter the morris code letter from mr kim to us uh to kevin even with that letter he talks about how tough she is and how she will be fine Mm -hmm. like which by the way i love that it is the guy in the basement that is doing the lights when mr park comes home like that to me i think that reveal was right up there with there being someone in the basement i'm like because you see that visual cue several times through the movie just like all oh, the lights come on and you're thinking okay it is just some fancy pants electricity
1: mm-hmm. no it's it's so good yeah. <laughs> well and then and the, and the weird sort of um angry devotion that he ends up having for mr park
0: it's a weird almost stockholm syndrome mm-hmm. thing like like, like you're trapped in the basement because of wealth inequality that forced you to take loans from loan sharks who now make you hide so that you don't die. But yes, we're going to worship the man who owns the house.
2: Donna, didn't yeah. you just describe the modern Republican Party? Yes. I mean, yes, I le- I mean, <laughs> le- 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 let's call it as it is. I mean, you, you basically did that, yep. sentence, that sentence right there. Yep, yep.
0: So, Adrian, did you have anything else?
1: If you get a chance, you should really really look up movie posters for this movie because they're so good.
2: I've seen the standard one, which the is The standard
1: one, like for the standard one is just like chef's kiss. So good. But like I just googled parasite movie poster and they are all top tier art in my opinion
2: nice nice
1: they're they're so good and i'm sure some of these are like you know fan made but oh man they are just really really stellar interesting
0: (gasps) i love the one with the stairs
1: there's several with stairs are you talking about the red and the green one yeah yeah because there's also the blue one with the raindrops
0: yeah go look at these movie posters you guys
1: yeah they're
0: they're they're fucking good (laughs) Oh, here's one with the rock.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a few with the rock. I like the ones that mirror the family. Yeah. There's one that makes it look like a, a, a screwball comedy.
0: Oh wow, here's one with uh Woo, but they've got the staircase on him that just keeps going down and down and down and down and down into the basement. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so
2: there's some so good let's, ones. Um, yeah. Let's wrap up let's wrap up okay so well we're for our uh quote we've actually had two which donna and i both have our quote uh donna i'm gonna let you say yours first and i'll all right
0: uh mine is all you need to do is walk up the stairs
2: uh and the reverse of donna's that i have is want to come down with me
1: You know, here's what I love about those quotes, too. Like, oh, man, I love I love movies that are telling you things like I think that that most art should be doing this. But this movie is telling you so many things with its dialogue and with its shots and framing and visual cues. It's just, oh, man, this movie's so good, guys. It's it's so fucking good.
2: I love when we have movies like this because it's literally just us just like gushing. Oh yeah. Well, well I, and like and I know it's it's sometimes it's not very interesting listening to because you know, little little friction sometimes is good, but man, oh this movie's so good.
1: It's so good. So one of the things that I liked is, you know, the family loves each other and they're together, like like the the Kim family, they're together, but you can still see how they kind of accidentally hurt each other. Mm-hmm. Like I do feel like Mr. Kim is is like, you can see his feelings being hurt sometimes. Mm-hmm. And one of those moments is, and this is one of the things that makes me think that maybe he wasn't totally kidding whenever he sort of pretended to almost hit his wife. Um, is that she then like says something about him being like a cockroach. Mm-hmm. And, and it looks like that is, is a little wounding. Mm-hmm. But something that, like, the visual cue that happens is then when the Park family comes home, the way that everybody scatters, they crawl under things. They are, like, they're shot very, um, ferally, animalistically. They're all running, like, they're, you see, Kiwoo going up the stairs on, like, his hands and his feet, um, to get that, to get the diary back where it belongs um we see you know jessica and the dad scrambling to get under the under the furniture in in very cockroach-like fashion and i think that it's doing a really good job of showing how we de like like how uh capitalism just fucking dehumanizes people
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and even
2: when they come out of the under the the coffee table later on like they just slither basically just that yeah. Kind of like and, worked...
0: and Mr. Kim dragged himself across the floor with his dirty feet up. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Which side note, them cleaning before they come home, like that always gets my, my heart just racing. Like, are they going to make it? Are they going to miss a crumb? Like, like I have a lot of anxiety about, I don't, I didn't want them to get caught.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's like, you know, man. So we stayed in this Airbnb Um, a couple of years ago. I was gonna say last year, but we're talking twenty twenty time. So I don't know. It might have been fifteen years ago. Who knows? Um, and one of the things that really caught me about this house that we stayed in was how I really liked being in the rooms of these of this house. Like just like I understood the room score in the Sims for the first time. (laughs) Like this is my first real life, like Oh, this is what it's like to be in a room that you just enjoy being in. And, um, and it really like kind of altered the way that I, the, the, the way that I interact with my own house. Now I've been trying to just like recapture that feeling of enjoying being in a room um, because before it was just like, I don't know, you need places to sit. And that's like, yeah, here's, here's what a room is supposed to be. But so you've got these people that are stuck in this basement apartment and like, you know, sure, there's some things that you could do, but that that basement apartment is still going to have mold. It's still going to fucking kill you. Um, so you can make it as nice as you possibly can, which is not that nice because you don't have any money. Like, you're just struggling with whatever you can get. Um, and so you've got this, this family that's just, like, enjoying being in a space for probably the first time in a long time. Like, this is a fucking vacation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is one of the things I like is that they are being a bit decadent, but it doesn't feel like they're being over the top.
0: No, I mean they drank some expensive booze, they ate some food, but yeah, they didn't they didn't like trash trash the place. They trashed it to a level that it could be recovered in eight minutes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like it was Um, it was it was a pretty easy recovery. mm -hmm. Well, and the water, like they all like were with drinking the water like hey here's like here's some water here's some water like that was it wasn't the booze and the food that really struck me it was the water honestly
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
2: Mm -hmm. yeah all right donna you uh actually no let's uh connor you've got
0: our rule
1: build a society that takes care of its people Mm -hmm. capitalism Mm -hmm. is bullshit Mm -hmm. this is my soapbox
0: yeah i mean would any of that had happened if the Kim family could have, you know, survived um, without folding pizza boxes, for instance.
1: No, <laughs> no. I no. mean, like I said, you see that they want to be doing something. They, they like, they want to be. They're not against working.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And this, this whole movie is like, money could have solved all of their problems. Yep,
0: every no, single one of them, <laughs> including, you- including. um the the old housekeeper and her husband
2: yeah well and even uh you see you hear early on from men that um he did military service not men but kevin had military service like he you know i mean yeah take care of your own man like i'm i'm with you all right and our poll donna you have our poll
0: so it's an easy one i mean this this one didn't require a lot of thought to come up with but who is the parasite? The name of the movie is *Parasite*. Who is the parasite?
2: Well, I think it's pretty obvious after all of this talking. I think it's the Park family. Care to elaborate? Well, the yeah, Park- the Park family is—they are benefiting off of the the blood, sweat, and tears of 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 all all Kim clans, if you will. They're, you know. I mean, the fact and the fact that they are that they can throw together a fucking garden party, which had an orchestra, a pretty elaborate cake and everything within a couple of hours. So, yeah, they're that's who I think the parasites are. The
1: mom. er, uh, And I'm not saying that this is like uh, uh, necessarily her job, but we do see Mrs. Park completely overwhelmed by a dishwasher. Um, she, she, she cannot even with that fucking dishwasher. (laughs)
2: Um,
1: we see, like, like we, we pretty repeatedly see them, uh, the, in the, in the final, in the climactic scene, they don't even seem to be aware that Jessica has been fucking stabbed.
0: Yeah. They, and if they are aware, they don't care.
1: Yeah. The dad is lit. Like. Mr. Kim is putting pressure on Jessica's bleeding out wound, and Mr. Kim is like, or Mr. Park is like, Mr. Kim, the keys, drive me! And it's like, okay, one, can you not fucking drive yourself? And two, help? Like, Mm -hmm. get her to the fucking car, too. Like, I get that you
0: have a problem, but
1: here's a problem,
0: too. Well, Um,
1: the only one that seemed to give a dick at all about the Kims was the daughter. She carried uh kiwu out of the house. On her fucking back. So, like, hella props to her.
2: Yeah. Yeah. From the basement, out the door, through screaming people. Yeah, she... Well, and even before that, Mr. Park and Mr. Kim, they're kind of, before everything goes to hell, they basically... There's a... a, They had a fight. they, They had a fight. There's some... There's, you know, because... And it wasn't until he's like, "Fine, I'll pay you overtime," because it's like, "This is I."
1: He didn't even say, "Fine, I'll pay you overtime." He's he he was like, "Remember, you're getting paid overtime. Or yeah. Remember, you're getting paid for this."
0: Yeah, it was it was an interesting thing. Um, I, I actually find my opinion on the parks changing by the moment because initially they're like they're like very nice. The parks are very nice, but then I, I remember how. Mr. Park was very into don't cross the line. And in that scene where they're both sitting there in their headdresses and Mr. Kim is expressing some doubts about it. And Mr. Park is acting like they're friends. He's talking like they're friends. Like this is this is great. This is so fun. We're going to do this together. This is great. And when Mr. Kim was not wholeheartedly going along with it, Mr. Park suddenly goes into, hey, you work for me.
1: It's this idea that when you pay somebody, you get to tell them to do whatever the fuck you want them to do. Yeah. Um, you know, you, I, I I've, and, and you you can take these with as much salt as you want to, but you see these stories a lot from on like Reddit and stuff from people who work as a nanny or a babysitter or in some close service field like that. Um, I saw a story recently where this girl, um, her worked for a family whose daughter really liked Moana and they started calling her Moana and she's like, I'm not even that ethnicity, but they were like, it makes her happy. So that's what we're going to do. And she was like, no, we're not going to do that. And they were like, well, we're paying you. And she's like, I don't care. (laughs) Um, But it's, it's, you know, like whenever I was a waiter, people would be like, well, you have to do what I tell you to, because I'm where your tip comes from. And it is so unfortunately kind of true. Um, Like you have to decide how far into like people's fantasies you're going to play when they're going to give you money. And, and I think, I I think that's really what's happening in this final scene. Like they have this whole idea of setting Jessica up as like this captured print, like this princess captured by savages, Um, so that Daisong can come in and rescue her and get his cake. And it's bizarre and gross, but hey, we're paying you.
2: But it's such a perfect example of tone deafness. Mm -hmm. Tone deafness is
0: exactly right. I think in answer to the question, I think um, who's the parasite is a question that can be answered on multiple levels. Uh, For instance, the most literal parasite is the guy living in the basement for four years. He is he is literally living off this other family as a parasite. Um, Then you move up into the Kim family who are in more of a symbiotic relationship. Like, yes, they are living off the Park family, but they are giving back, too. So that's less of a literal parasite and more of a symbiotic parasite. Um, but then you move into the parks. Uh, the parks are parasites who don't realize they're parasites. You know, they think they've worked hard for what they have. You know, they think they're nice. They um, and but they clearly are oblivious to the effects that their life has on everyone. Literally in this movie, below them, you know, shit washes downhill, and their their dirt is moving down to affect everyone below them so i so i think um everyone in this movie is a parasite on some level
1: i agree (laughs) Um, oh i feel like there was something else i was gonna say and now it's it's left me
0: i started off talking about the most literal parasite being the guy in the basement that's when you looked like you had something to say
1: but even he's giving them something back
0: He's turning lights on. Yeah, he's
1: turning like he's lit. That's the, that. Okay, see, he is literally doing everything he can for them. He is sitting there and he's listening for them coming up the stairs. Mm. So he's he like he's giving them everything he can. So I guess there's um there's a lot of like a literal amount of giving versus um proportional giving. Is that like? Is that what I'm trying to let say me here? let me
0: ask you a question. I'm gonna tell you about a terrible, terrible parasite that fish get. I'm gonna give is you is it a the night- tongue one? Yeah, so yeah, hey, so there's this there's this, it. there's this parasite that latches onto the fish's tongue and then it eats the fish's tongue, and then it lives in the fish's mouth as the fish's tongue. So you could argue that parasite is giving back to the fish. I bet the fish wishes he wouldn't.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> Well, I, okay. So, so it's, I think you got, there's a lot of interesting um, social things happening here though. Right. Okay. So the original housekeeper and her husband came with the house. Yeah. They were, they worked for the people who built that house.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and she did. He
1: didn't. She did. It seems like there is a certain amount of acknowledgement that that guy did work really hard for his money. He did did something he did something that came out of his own brain like he was an art he was a famous architect he designed this house um and that's where his money came from from his his architectural ideas and so then the parks move in and we see mr park working in the tech field. Uh-huh. is that what he does
2: uh-huh. yeah it's something yeah because they mentioned something about phones like will this be on a phone like
1: uh-huh yeah, and, but we don't really know what it is that he does. And he's certainly not doing it alone. And he doesn't talk about it in any way that makes it seem like he cares about it or like it's his passion. Right. He's not doing anything that he loves or anything. It doesn't seem. Um, and so now you've got this allergic to peaches housekeeper working for this family. And the thing is, is that she seems to genuinely like Daisong. Um
2: well, they, like continue, they continue to talk after she's fired.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, you could argue that she continues to talk to him because um, her husband is in the basement and she's just trying to sort of trying to like manipulate her way into keeping tabs on them. But we see her picking up Daisong's toys and she doesn't seem mad about it. We mm. also get shots of her in the background with Daisong, like playing and smiling, and they didn't need to do that. They didn't have to show us that. Um, But so she seems to really like him, but she gets a little bit more curt with the family, with with the mom. Um,
2: Well, she's also taking care of the mom. Like she's being, she's being a mom to the mom.
1: Yeah, she, she very much is. Um, And then, so they came with the house So you have like like, that, that, that almost seems to take them out of the parasite equation. They've been caring for that house before the parks even got there. Um, and again, and and this is, this is kind of a, a proportional amount of giving. It's like to go to the Bible, you've got that Jesus story where Jesus watches the, the old woman put in like a few worthless coins and then the rich man put in coins that are technically worth more, but it's less proportional of what he has so you've got her husband in the basement who is literally giving everything he can to this family he is being like the brain of this house that they think is just a smart house um and then you've got the kim's who come in and and they are doing all of this work they you know the mom is making ramdan in 8 minutes with fucking steak what the shit like she made steak in in, it while while doing other things in eight minutes i got hello fresh and there was a steak thing and it was like ready in 35 minutes that shit took me an hour and a fucking half so
2: like yeah they don't count prep time with that they they, (laughs) every whatever it takes for prep time they're not counting that they're counting or they're counting
1: it for like somebody who is really good at prepping things and that's not me. <laughs> but so like she, she pulls this stuff off so fast and like, what the fuck does the park family even do? They didn't work. Like, like did they work hard to be where they are or were they just born into the family that made it so that they could take these opportunities? Like Kiwoo, He wants to go to Oxford. And it seems to me that the reason he hasn't gone to Oxford is because they don't have the money. I mean Min feels confident enough in Kiwoo's abilities to ask him to to come tutor this girl. Yeah. But yeah, so we don't actually see the Park family doing anything.
2: Yeah, see even- that's why I said they're the parasite. Like everyone else, like I wouldn't even call like the symbiotic relationship. I wouldn't consider that a parasite. Like Mm-mm. that's, you know, both are benefiting where the Park's family, they don't contribute basically
1: even when we see mr park at work he's not doing anything no he's listening to other people talk at him and holding some high-tech device that he clearly didn't fucking build himself which is another point of this like all like these these people with the money they want to act like they got there themselves i'm sorry soapbox get ready they want to act like they got there themselves but they fucking didn't like this whole idea of i worked hard for my money of CEOs making so much more than their workers is fucking bullshit because the CEO can't make any money without their fucking workers. Like they're not sitting there putting these things nobody's building a fucking cell phone with their own two goddamn hands and then putting it out there. You do that, sure, maybe you can get paid that much, but you fucking didn't. You didn't you didn't even design it all on your own. So shut the fuck up. Like, you know, you think Bill Gates is sitting there designing all of Windows. No, he's fucking not. He has help now. Maybe he didn't back in the day, but it doesn't fucking matter. I can cut that short, but there we go. (laughs) Eat the rich.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do we have anything else about Parasite?
1: uh, You know, like, dude, I could talk about this movie for so long. Like, I kind of I like I wish that we could take a break and go watch it again and talk about it some more. I love this movie. Hit me up on Twitter.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I agree with with adrian this film you can definitely talk a lot about it um yeah hit us up on twitter if there's something you noticed hit us hit us up we'll we will continue this discussion off mic and with that being said thank you so much for listening we do appreciate your love and support we do uh, have uh, social media presence you can find us on twitter at beyond cabin on instagram uh at beyond cabin. We have a Facebook page, Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. Same thing, a web page, beyondthecabininthewoods.com. You can find me on Twitter and
0: Instagram at Callista 77 You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dragon Goblin. Um, there's no I at the end of Goblin, so it's G-O-B-L-N.
1: You can find me on Twitter at Junkyard Poet
2: all right well thank you so much once again for listening we do appreciate uh, your support as always our wonderful editor billy thank you so much for making us sound professional af it's great and yeah and
0: don't read the latin you know what horror is Gumby Cat Productions, Meow. podcasts Meow. for podcast people. Meow. Meow.